You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture that something something Barbie Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cody, and you, did you know that Oppenheimer didn't actually say that I am become death, destroyer of worlds? Uh, he claims that that's what he thought, which like, yeah, sure. You, okay, sure. Yeah, you thought the really cool poetic thing. I'm sure you did. I'm sure. But... Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. We have a fantastic show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We're back from our short hiatus. We're back, although, you know, who knows? Maybe you didn't notice. Maybe you did. Whatever. Um, we're going to talk about some news. It's uh, San Diego Comic-Con week. Uh, we got some other stuff going on. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out. I can't do my check it outs until I've properly heard the sound. <laughs> of course. You got to. You got to. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, so yeah, uh, who wants to go first with the Chekums? Do we have anything? What have we, we watched? watched? That one movie on Shutter, Unwelcome, the one with <laughs> the little goblins. I liked it, but okay. but maybe only because it had uh, crazy little guys. Well, of course, I mean that's that's yeah. It's it's about like a couple who's about to have a baby, mm -hmm. and they get attacked in their like London apartment. And then it just so happens that the guy's aunt dies and leaves him a house somewhere in Ireland somewhere. But the the catch is that they have to leave out a piece of liver for the red caps that live near the property. Okay. And of course, they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's not real. They don't do it. <laughs> okay. And the, the little red caps, which are like, folklore little goblin guys mm -hmm. start showing up and and killing people and stuff and hijinks ensue oh wow okay it, it's kind of like a folk horror uh ghoulies <laughs> i was just gonna say this sounds kind of like the ghoulies a little bit yeah it, it's did like, they go to college at any point i mean not yet but maybe they'll do a sequel. maybe the, maybe in the sequel okay no the, the movie takes itself at least quasi seriously okay sure like but it, it definitely has like good folk horror vibes, and also there's little little evil guys oh, <laughs> running nice, around, and nice. they're, they're just like kind of creepy, silly guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, cool. And that like the folklore stuff is is fun and interesting. On top of that, so you get a little bit of both. It's it's kind of tonally in two different places at once, which I guess you could see as a negative, but also like maybe a positive. Sure, like, it, it depends where you are. <laughs> Okay, well, right on, right on. Yeah, I might have to check that one out. Um, all right, so some one thing that I've been checking out. So um, my brain has gone on, you know, a few weeks ago, I mentioned that I watched uh, the wrestling Hell in a Cell or Heck in a Sec because yeah. I'm not allowed to, <laughs> yeah. not, not allowed to say the other words. It's the family show. Family show, of course. Um, so there is a documentary series uh, that is um, in its fourth season called Dark Side of the Ring. And again, I have to, preface this by saying I have almost no interest in watching actual professional wrestling to uh, actually sit down and watch a match seems incredibly kind of boring to me does it sync up with dark side of the moon I haven't tried that yet but I will no so this is um, their 
it's on its fourth season, like I said. And this seasons are like six, seven, eight episodes long, and they are they all talk about like scandals and stuff within the wrestling world, and not just WWE, but like older, like the older territories and stuff like that. And it's really fascinating looking at the the breakdown between the fantasy and the reality of things. And I mean, the show's not a fun watch. Most of them end with the professional wrestler dying because that's how it goes. Or someone, someone dies, somebody dies. Somebody dies. Um, they cover things like, uh, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka and whether or not he killed his girlfriend and Vince McMahon covered it up Wow! or the whole Chris Benoit thing that even if you have no knowledge of professional wrestling that was a whole thing yeah some of the episodes are i wouldn't say fun it's it's almost wrestling true crime it is it, it really like. is it's wrestling true crime <laughs> yeah. yeah uh there was one guy my favorite wrestle murder <laughs> yeah there was a guy who was named uh dino bravo who was uh, being lined up as one of the main antagonists to Hulk Hogan at the time. Um, and he got involved with the Montreal Mafia and was shot 11 times in his home because... That's a whole was, other Montreal be, screw job. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, they do cover the Montreal screw job as well. Um, but no, he was apparently importing illegal cigarettes <laughs> from, from the Native American reservation. Jeez. And yeah, the Mafia got him. They're, uh, but they, they talk about some, some of the light, some, again, they're not lighter. They're not funny. They're not humorous, but they're a more interesting and less murdery, uh, like the, um, uh, brawl for all, which I guess was, uh, this writer for the WWE was like, well, he's an idiot and he's like, and all of his, um, ideas were based off of watching Jerry Springer. Wow. Because it was that time. Yeah. The, you know, it was mid, mid to late 90s, early 2000s. It's a hot yeah. thing. And decided, um, based off of one wrestler in the locker room boasting about, if this were a real fight, I'd I'd beat y'all up. I'd, I'd go, I'd, I'd, you know, knock y'all out. So he decided, okay, we're going to host real actual boxing with a bunch of mid-card and low-card box uh, wrestlers who have no fight training oh. no actual fight training we're gonna do a, a bracket and uh see who wins and it ruined a cup legitimately ruined a couple of careers because of actual uh injuries Oof. there was a guy that was being kind of bumped up who's set up to be like okay he's gonna be the winner dr death steve williams who was supposed to be the winner and this guy from out of nowhere bart gunn who was a cowboy themed professional wrestler at well, the time yeah, your name's bart gunn yeah you gotta be you a gotta cowboy. be yeah he was part of the the smoking guns it was bart and billy gunn they were a tag team <laughs> match so that's that's fun that's the fun too listening to the stupid names and stuff <laughs> Um, came out of nowhere. It was like all day was like, oh yeah, hey, you're going to oh, going up against Doctor Death. You're going to knock him out or something. La they're laughing at him. So he gets in the ring and uh, clocks him so hard that he passes out. Oh my god! And it ruined the guy's career because he was being set up as a major heel, unstoppable bad guy. And now you have on video, live on TV, him getting knocked out in two punches. <laughs> 
He ne- he like he was wow. released like a year later from the WWF because they couldn't do anything with him at that point. So this Bart Gun guy goes all the way up. wasn't supposed to win. was supposed to be just a jobber. Wins the whole thing, and the whole deal was okay. You're we're going to give you seventy five thousand dollars, and we're going to make you into one of the stars. We're going to try to promote you, or you're going to get a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was the number one at the time. You're going to do all this stuff. Vince didn't like that. Because he wasn't supposed to win. <laughs> so he hires an actual professional boxer named Butterbean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a real boxer. Yeah. yeah, I know that guy. And put him in the ring with this Bart Gun guy. And the match lasted 35 seconds. <laughs> oh, no. And it ruined the winner's career as well. Oh. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. It was kind of funny listening to some of the older wrestlers that they were able to get a hold of talking about it because there was a guy named who was the godfather who um, wasn't taking the whole thing seriously because, well, every time they cut back to him talking about stuff, he's telling his story. And the first thing he says is, well, I was smoking weed at the time and then <laughs> and goes on. And <laughs> in fact, that was the that was the capper when he was knocked out. He says, my wife had plans for that money. I, she was mad at me. She said it was because I was smoking weed, but hey, you know, I was I did that all the time anyway, so who cares? <laughs> Just like one of those things. But no, it's there's stuff like that. There's stuff like there was uh extreme pro wrestling, which is like the we're actually going to hurt you wrestling and stuff like that. Um I, I vaguely remember that. That one was thing. owned by an adult uh video company. So it was a lot of a lot of extreme weirdo stuff going on. <laughs> One of their wrestlers tried to get out and uh, also slept with the owner's wife and people thugs broke into his house and cut his thumb off. That's that's Yakuza stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. There was another one where it was this it was this wrestling promotion um, out in California owned by this little guy, this little five foot guy who always wore cowboy boots. Never had wrestled in his life. Just loved the business and uh, loved it so much that he got way into the extracurriculars, which is cocaine and hookers. <laughs> and you have all these old wrestlers that wrestled for him going like, yeah, I would go into his room and, you know, he's he's writing checks to all these people and just so out of his mind on drugs and uh, in fact, Mick Foley, the uh, the mankind, uh, Cactus Jack, all those, he was with them at the beginning. And he goes at the end of the episode, he just goes, well, if nothing else, he died doing what he loved. Cocaine and hookers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wild show and it's still ongoing. Like season four huh. is still being made. The next episode I'm looking forward to is about an old timey wrestler named Abdullah the Butcher. This guy who uh, supposedly knew Kenpo and a bunch of martial arts and would use, you know, he would cut people in the ring to, you know, you cut them a little bit to make a bleed or whatever. Well, Ab- Abdullah the Butcher is not a smart man. He he never really washed his implements. Oh, no. So there was an outbreak of hepatitis in wrestling for a while, because if you're going up against Abdullah the Butcher and he cuts you. You're going to end up with hepatitis. Oh, no. From, from the blades. Gross. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. I, I sit there with my mouth agape yeah. just watching. And, you know, they get a lot of um, really interesting people to interview for this. It's um, 
they talk to and they get like a lot of people who are like right up close with the stories. They talk to um, Benoit's son, his older son that wasn't, you know, yeah, you know, they talk to like, yeah, the uh, family members and stuff like that from a lot of these, you know, professional wrestlers. They talk to there's a guy who I'm I'm pretty sure I hate, but he's <laughs> incredibly knowledgeable a guy named Jim Cornette. He was a uh, he's worked in the wrestling field for like 40 years. He was like a promoter. He was a writer, all this stuff. And I'm pretty sure I hate him, but he's very compelling to watch and listen to because he has he has that real thick southern draw and he he could turn a phrase like 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 any anyone's business and all this all this stuff. Is he foghorn leghorn. He's kind of foghorn leghorn. <laughs> yeah. There's one episode where he's yelling about it was, was the brawl for all about the guy who came up with the idea. Those two guys hate Vince Russo and Jim Cornette, two writers hate each other to the point where Vince Russo had to get a restraining order because <laughs> Cornette said, if we're in the same room together, I am going to kill you oh, with a baseball God. bat. God. But uh, yeah. And his whole, and Cornette's whole thing is, you know, uh, Russo's going, well, it's just wrestling. It's just wrestling. It's not real. It's fake. It's fake. He goes, it's not fake. There's nothing fake about two, go- two 300 pound meat slabs getting in a ring and punching each other. There's nothing fake about that. It's scripted, but it's fake. And he goes to tell me that every that wrestling is fake. Wrestling is the most important thing in my entire life. <laughs> and this is a guy. I mean, he again, he's worked in the field for like 40 years. So, of course, it's like it's like the only job he's had is writing professional wrestling. And so, of course, he's going to get a little bit uptight about it. But also it's yeah, it's it, he's foghorn leghorn yelling yelling about at this other guy about how I'm I'm going to squeeze you until your eyes pop out of your sockets. <laughs> it's wild stuff. Uh, it's and it's it's Canadian uh, produced and it's um, uh, narrated by Chris Jericho, who's a professional wrestler and also lead of the band, lead singer for the band Fozzie. <laughs> yeah, did you know that he's no. he, he has a new metal band named Fozzie. <laughs> Waka yeah. Waka. Waka Waka. No, that's what it's named after because his nickname <laughs> in high school was Fozzie because he walked around telling jokes with long hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, half the, you can always tell the episodes that were done, that were shot later in the day because um, I'm pretty sure uh, he was, uh, Jericho allegedly sounded like he was drinking a little bit. <laughs> so every third or fourth episode his words are slurring just a little bit oh no just a hair bit i mean not enough unless you're really looking for it you, you don't notice it but it's a uh, really interesting really interesting documentary it's uh fascinating stuff to where, watch where is it at well i found it online oh. in different areas it's um produced by vice the magazine so i mean that's i'm sure in, you can that's in financial problems right they, now I they think. are yeah. yeah this might be the last season for <laughs> dark side of the ring but um, really, again, if you can find it, if you can. And I mean, there are episodes on like YouTube and stuff like that. that's where I initially found the first one that I watched was on YouTube and then went and discovered the rest of them. Last thing on it, I'm terrified of a wrestler named New Jack. He was a wrestler in the mid to late 90s, early 2000s. It sounds like the name of a really nasty anime. Well, like an like 80s, like hyper violent. Well, he named himself after the uh, crime inner city crime movie, New Jack City, starring Wesley Snipes. But he had a habit of getting angry in the ring and actually hurting people and bringing implements. Yikes. 
there was one where he was doing a house show because he had already been kicked out of WCW and ECW and all these. And he's just doing a house show. He's like trying to make a few bucks. And um, this wrestler did a uh, supposed slight to him. And then he remembered, you know, I have this. Uh, he goes, he's talking and he goes, I have this Wolverine claw, this metal Wolverine claw. <laughs> God. And one of the one of the spokes had broken off of it, and I left it in my pocket, my jacket pocket, and I'm wrestling. And I said, you know what? If this guy wants to make a show, we're gonna make a show. Oh. Pulls it out and starts stabbing the guy in the ring for real. Oh my god. And he goes, All the news said I stabbed this guy 16 times. I only stabbed him nine because I was counting. Oh, Jesus. I am terrified of the wrestler New Jack. He's no <laughs> longer with us, but also, does it count as a multiple stabbing if it's all on, like, the same glove? No, he, like, the tine had broken off. So, at this oh, point, it was, it just, was just a knife. Oh, it was it was a knife on a glove? or No, it was, it was just one of the pieces oh. had broken off. So, he so pulled, it's basically a shiv. He pulled out point. a shiv and started stabbing <laughs> the guy and got out of jail time because um, before the match, he had talked to the other wrestler saying and got the okay to make it a real show. Wow. And they were able to use that as an excuse to go, well, it's not aggravated assault because he asked for it. I I mean, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wild stuff. Wild, wild stuff. And again, it's one of those things where I have no to sit and watch a wrestling match. There's very little actual wrestling in this. It's more like talking head and story and behind the scenes and talking about the the lives and the prehistory of the people and stuff like that. The first one's about uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. As it turns out, I don't think he's my favorite wrestler anymore. I think he sucks. Oh, no. I think Macho Man sucks. I think his character was neat, but it, but he was a, a petty, jealous, super controlling dude, and I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. But um, this all sounds like the closest we'll ever get to like Ken Burns wrestling. It really is. <laughs> it really, really is. Some of it. I mean, it it hits a lot of the vibes that um, the defunct land guy oh, yeah. does like. Uh, but there's a lot more like talking head, like interviews and stuff like that going along with it as well. But it, it very much hits that that sweet spot right on like an, a subject that I don't know much about, but compelling and i mean everyone that all the former wrestlers that are you know talking to the camera of course are really charming and really compelling because they're actors they're actors yeah. they're used to doing uh cutting promos and stuff like that um so like they're all you know saying you know their 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 spiel and some of the stuff is definitely very true some of the stuff is rose-colored glasses or them trying to embellish things to make themselves look a little better i think <laughs> One of the most interesting guys talking about there was a two-parter about a guy named Brian Pillman who was who played for the Cincinnati Bengals years and years ago before he got into wrestling. And one of the guys that he uh, that they talked to was the old defensive line coach for the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> who introduced him to professional wrestling. Huh. And yeah, the guy has the guy had no filter. <laughs> Just said whatever. Just said whatever. Uh, but no, wild stuff. The other thing I've been checking out is a YouTube channel called Drawfee. Have you guys ever seen yeah, any of the draw, I've Drawfee seen stuff? Those. I like those. Yeah, I like they're, them. They're, they're, they seem like good people. Yeah. So it's um so it's it's an art channel where they do prompts. Uh, it's four people. They do prompts and uh, draw stuff based off of the different prompts and stuff. And then they just kind of chat 
over top of it and make jokes and stuff like that. It has a definite my brother, my brother and me vibes to it, which they've been on. Yeah, they've been on before. And that's one of them I've seen was we had uh, Justin and Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think I watched yeah. that one as well. They also they did one where they they had someone describe a VTuber to them and then they had to draw the VTuber based on the the description. Yeah, <laughs> there was one that. um so one of the one of the artists is really good at like hyper detailed stuff, but when it comes to drawing cartoons, not very good at it. Not not her strong suit. And she had a list of cartoon characters that she was drawing, trying to get the other guy, the other folks to guess what it was. And she did maybe the worst Bobby Hill I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It looks like that um, um, One Punch Man that Saitama OK picture, <laughs> but with. Um, Stewie Griffin hair <laughs> and it took them no joke like 5-10 minutes to try to figure out it took her drawing a Hank Hill with the exact same face <laughs> before they were able to figure out it's like no wow. that's not Bobby Hill Oh, <laughs> uh, it was very good it was very funny uh, I finally got Final Fantasy 16 oh, the other day yeah how is that it's really good the story's really good the graphics are gorgeous which it's a Final Fantasy game of course yeah so of course you expect it yeah um I mean it's super action heavy which yeah. you don't expect from Final Fantasy but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing I think I think the combat system is fun um, it's fun to do the little time dodges and all the combos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, as long as that's there and the story is good, it's Final Fantasy enough for me. Hey, there you go. How how is it compared to Final Fantasy fourteen? Because isn't Yoshi P? Uh, wasn't he the lead on this as well? Yeah, it, it's very visually sim- similar, like in character designs and style and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot darker. It, it's probably the darkest Final Fantasy they've ever done. It, really, it has a really gritty. T- uh, tone it's there's a lot of blood and stuff interesting there, there's there's blood and sex it's it's not your your grandpa's final fantasy <laughs> interesting interesting yeah i've been looking to uh check it out and pick it up sometime i kind of like the idea of it being a character action thing instead of the uh i mean i love um time you know turn base turn base and stuff like that i love that stuff but uh you know try to change it up change the formula a little bit and I mean, it was starting to head that way with 15 a little bit, wasn't it? The uh, uh, turn bait or uh, character action a little bit. Yeah, kind of. They, they've been moving this direction a long time. If you yeah. count like uh, Kingdom Hearts and sure. then the Final Fantasy VII remaster, they've been slowly like moving in this direction the whole time. So it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like it wouldn't be Final Fantasy if they weren't trying something wildly different every time. Sure, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, it's got Chocobos and Moogles and and all the stuff that you would expect a Final Fantasy to have. So like, it's it's there. Cool. Okay. Right on. And also, they it's like Final Fantasy if it was Game of Thrones, and also all of the summons were big kaiju battles <laughs> that are awesome looking. Yeah, they're, they're like super brutal, just like giant. I've seen Ifrit. Yeah, Ifrit just like punching the crap out of a phoenix. Uh, they yeah. they straight up steal that shot from Evangelion when uh, Unit One's just going like, oh really, going the berserk of, mode yeah. and stuff. Oh wow, yeah. okay, interesting, very interesting. But yeah, th- that's the conceit: is that the the gods, the summons, um, choose a person mm-hmm. to like be their representative. Be their, or, yeah, yeah, and they can turn into that 
monster. Interesting. And fight each other. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a cool conceit. Yeah. That's a really cool conceit. So the, And like the Sid in this game has Ramu's power. And okay. I'm like, well, Ramu is traditionally a bearded wizard Old man, man. Yeah. And sure enough, he turns into a giant flying wizard <laughs> shooting lightning everywhere. Nice. And it's pretty rad. Nice. That's cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, again, I've been wanting to check it out. I mean, you know, I have I have quite the game backlog. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sure it'll end up on PC at some point. Cause oh, yeah. That's Square's the big been thing. really good about that lately. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. When we come back, we are going to get into some news. Hi, everyone. I'm Greg Dunham, the host of Long Play here on WZMO. Long Play is a show that appeals to music lovers of all ages. Here's an example. I love Long Play. There you have it. A completely unsolicited endorsement for one of our youngest fans. Grandpa, where's my candy? Ellie, be cool. Grandpa! Ellie and I would like to invite you to tune into Long Play every Friday at 11 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on 104.7 WCMO. Thank you for sticking with us. We are back from the break. We're going to go ahead and get into some news. All right. So first up, I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some movie trailers. It's a uh, San Diego comic, San Diego comic con time. I said that really oh, round them up doggies. Here we go. All the way to San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to rope some Broncos. Oh, man. We have fun here. Yeah. <laughs> this Comic-Con is not like the what you're used to from previous the previous decade yeah because no one's there yeah there's no major um i mean there's a lot of you know they're focusing more on the comics they're focusing more on smaller uh, companies and stuff like that i guess they're not um yeah they're going the way of the e3 where companies have decided you know we don't have to wait until san diego comic-con to release our stuff we can just do it we can try and pick a day when nobody else is doing anything, and then we're the center of attention. Exactly. I mean, it's a smart way to do it. But there have been a few uh, trailers, uh, kind of slim picking, but there's been a few. So I have the list here of what we have so far. I mean, it's still going on this weekend, so by next week, there, sh there could be a few more. But uh, first up is... Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake. This is a... Is this a new series or a movie? Yeah, it's a series. Series. Okay. And it's... They, I mean, they've been yeah. a known quantity. It was a thing they did in Adventure Time a couple of episodes. Sure, the gender swap of everybody. Gender and... swap. But this looks like it takes that, it kind of throws out that just where they're just a simple gender swap and tells a completely different story with those characters. Yeah. And I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Um, I, th I think the, the Adventure Time world is a pretty endless well of, of things you can do. Well, you could do anything you want in it. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing with a lot of the original Adventure Time. They kind of were hamstrung by their own continuity later on in the series to the point where it was like they kind of pigeonhole themselves yeah, a little now bit. Now we're a serialized... Now we're an anime. <laughs> now we're an anime, basically. I will say that this gives me a lot of vibes of the... Uh, Bee and uh, Puppy Cat. Bee and Puppy Cat 
which was an online thing that they actually did put on Netflix as well. And um, it's good. I it's like. It's good. And it was created by one of the the creators or one of the main people behind. Adve- yeah, Adventure Natasha Time. Allegri did both. I don't think she's involved in this. I haven't seen her name anywhere that on this. That surprises me because it is, is looks looks and feels like uh, being Puppet Cat. Yeah. Very much so. Um, it is going to have original songs by Rebecca Sugar and uh, Kent Osborne, who both worked on Adventure Time. And everybody likes a good Rebecca Sugar oh, yeah. song. Yeah. Wasn't she the, um, wasn't she, uh, um, she's Steven, Steven universe. universe. Yeah. yeah sorry. She, name. She's creator, totally lost the name for a second. Creator of Steven universe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Those songs in Steven universe were pretty charming. Yeah. So that's cool. I like this song in this trailer too. It's, it's very good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up Harley Quinn season four. I can't believe the show is in its fourth season. Yeah. I remember saying, I really want this to get a second yeah. season, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm so sure I'm it so, won't. it's, and it's here, too good to get a second season. And here we are in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks great. Looks like they're taking it in a, um, there it's just a continuation of the story with, uh, Harley Quinn now working for the bat family. While Poison Ivy starts running the Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom, yeah. They're introducing more villains. They're doing more stuff. And uh, it looks... I love it. I love the Harley Quinn series. It yeah. gives me serious um, Venture Brothers yeah. vibes. Yeah, it's... For vi- sure. It's Venture Brothers, except they can say the names of the characters instead of being outright parodies of sure. the characters. Yeah, there's no action Johnny here. Yeah. They, could, they could go full Johnny Quest if they wanted to. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, that movie is coming out this weekend, and uh, th- that's supposed to wrap up the series or something. I, yeah, I would watch it if I didn't have like two or three years worth of Adventure Brothers. Same, that I'd same need here. To watch. I would say watch it quick because a lot of Adventure t- or uh, Adventure Time, a lot of uh, Venture Brothers is being removed from Max uh, August twelfth. Oh crap! Well, yeah, better get on that. Yeah. So so yeah, get on that. It's a great show, and it needs to exist somewhere. Wow, that's perfect timing for them to release the movie and then take down the episodes you need to watch to understand the movie. Yeah. That's really cool of them to do. Yeah, it's a cool thing that David Zasloff has decided. <laughs> All right, next up. Um, This is... Okay, so this is proof to me that San Diego Comic-Con is kind of scraping a little bit, trying to, you know, trying to figure stuff out because for the first time, they have, in Hall H, the big hall have premiered a uh, Bollywood sci-fi action superhero-esque movie called it's either Project K or Kalki 2898 AD. And it just looks like Dune. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It, they, like, it looks like all the same production design that Dune has. And I mean, I understand why why it's getting a push because uh, uh, RRR or R was such a big sleeper hit last year, which I haven't seen yet. And I, and I kind of want to, it's, it sounded like the, the action and stuff was pretty wild and crazy on it. Yeah. This one, it just looks again. It just looks like Dune. It's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it looked kind of neat. Maybe it could be because Dune is vaguely, Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern Indian kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that, that might be. But that could be part of it, but also it's like a snake eating its own tail kind of situation. Maybe it's yeah. like which which came first. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. 
I mean, I probably won't watch it in theater, but I will I will check it out. Yeah, I'm, it, it's something to keep your eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, next up is another short trailer for Marvel's The Marvels. There was very little things that were actually new in this trailer, I think. A lot of, yeah, a lot of retreading. Yeah, I, I think anything new was dialogue that was just layered on stuff we've already seen. Yeah, uh, they did, uh, they, they ruined that, uh, Beastie Boys song some more during the trailer. They, I, th- I feel like this is like the one trailer where they kind of... It kind of fits. I, if they would have just used the intergalactic, that would have been great. But this is like a weird uh, trip hop weirdo (laughs) mix of it. And I was like, no, just use the, just use the original. It makes more sense than Star Trek. (laughs) Sure. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't know. Marvel's looks fine. I think they showed more of Samuel L. Jackson in this one because I'm sorry to say it, but this is a direct sequel to the Secret Invasion show that's going on right now that is not very good. No, I, I've watched the first episode and I was so like nonplussed by it. Like I didn't hate it, but I definitely like was I was barely entertained by it, I guess I would say. Well, if they wanted to do some of the things in this in Secret Invasion, they should have done it years ago when people cared more. <laughs> like there was a huge revelation at the end of one of the episodes uh, where um, a long-standing Marvel character has been re- revealed to have been a scroll for a secret a decent amount of time. Huh, don't don't spoil that. I will not spoil I'm, it for you. I'm going to have to watch this at some point, I guess. I will not I will not spoil it for you, but the but the consensus is Wow, this would have been a crazy bombshell seven years ago. <laughs> I will, which I will, would have been um, Endgame. I will spoil this because it's in the first episode, and it might not be like the thing that really happened. But they killed off Maria Hill. No, they did. They did. They actually did. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, because she's a long time like franchise character who's been there since her contract was up. It been there since the beginning. And they boot her in a crappy Disney Plus show. Yeah, her contract was up. She didn't, and they didn't want. uh, She didn't want to renew. Same with um, Everett. What's his name? British guy. He's playing an English guy, American guy. He was in Black Panther. He was the one white guy in Black Panther. Martin. Martin. Martin Freeman. Yeah, his contract's up as well. So his character. They did some stuff with his character. He's not coming back. Yeah, but I. I think. Co- uh, Kobe Schmolders, 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 Schmolders deserved at least a movie death. <laughs> I agree, but you know that's that's the way these things go now. Apparently, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, I am still in superhero burnout. I watched this trailer, and there's a lot of action and a lot of one-liners and actress actresses and actors that I really like, and I'm sh- and characters that I really like. And the takeaway that I get from it is, well, it looks like a Marvel movie. <laughs> I'm I'm just excited for more Ms. Marvel because I am good. too, but I'm concerned with her being relegated to comedy, comedy relief. relief. Yeah, comic relief where sidekick. <laughs> yeah, where they yeah, where they might be making her a little more two dimensional in in service of the other two characters. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. Yeah, that does look like it could happen. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, I'll watch it eventually. You know, I, I again, I like the characters. I like Brie Larson. I like um, I wish I could 
I wish I knew the names of the actresses that played uh, yeah, uh, yeah, other yep. Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I don't, I don't. But they're all very good. Uh, what's her name? For, was in WandaVision, and she was fantastic in it. Yeah, she was a highlight for me in that show. But um, WandaVision still is the highlight. It is it's still the best. It was show. the best one. That and I would say Loki was pretty good. It was up there, but yeah, WandaVision was number one. Loki was okay. My mom makes a lot of good points about Loki. We've talked about it a lot. Mm. She just thinks Loki wasn't in character enough. He wasn't Loki enough. They really, they really toned him toned down, him down oh, for sure. the show. No, I could see that. And yeah, it, 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 she's right. I could absolutely see <laughs> He's that. He's not mischievous sure. like at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, there was a, it was like a 35 second clip from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I, and it looks amazing. I love this movie more every time I see I do too. from it. I really do too. Um, I think it's great. I think I love the art style because it's um, done by the same guys that did uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Which is one of the best, just well, the best, best, anim- best movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a beautiful looking movie. Crazy good looking um you know special effect or a, a you know art design and stuff um i think it's great that they act, cast actual teens to be the t- teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah. this might be the first time ever where they're shown as like teenagers and not 35 year old men yeah, this this is the first time it made me realize that like i do really like the turtles but i like them silly I like them silly. That's what I want is the silly turtles like the cartoon I watched when I was a kid. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I get that that's not what they originally were. That was not the intention of uh, the creators. But, like, that's the turtles I like. That's what the turtles were to me when I was a kid. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I I agree with that. I agree with that. I I mean, I do like the movie. And my favorite turtles is still the uh, 2003 animated series, the Saturday morning cartoon one that looked... That had shades of Batman the Animated Series yeah. on it, uh, which was a little bit more serious and a little more serialized, but um, it still took time to be silly and goofy, and I do like that as well. And these turtles are very goofy, very silly. I've seen some of the toys in um, stores as well, and the action figures look amazing. They look really, really good. They're all in two packs. It's a turtle and one of the mutant villains. Oh, cool. So you get like Leonardo and Bebop and Donatello and Rocksteady. And I think Mondo Gecko is one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And um, Jackie Chan is the voice of Splinter. And that's great. Why not? Do we have one? We have one more here. Oh, the, yeah. The Tiny yeah, Toons. the Tiny Toons one. Yeah. So they are rebooting Tiny Toon Adventures into Tiny Toons. Luniversity. We watched this. It's the intro. Yeah. It's the intro uh, music. It's the theme sequence, and they like stretch it out. It's like twice as long. It feels it's, like twice as long. It's like a full minute. It's over a minute long. And boy, I have. I don't know how to feel about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it looks like it's way more focused on the fact that they are in, in school. School and specifically college, which I thought like they, they always, always were. were. They but it was were. never really a focus of the show. It never was. No. It was... No. The whole thing that they were in... Uh, Acme Luniversity was just the frame device to say, okay, there's a bunch of... That's the next generation. Yeah. That's all it was. It, and it was like to get them all in the same location if they needed to. If they needed to. <laughs> but this one seems like it is a college... Full-on college setting. And it looks like they're focusing more on the 
previous like the Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck. Yeah, because they're all the teachers, which they were in the original, but they ne- they you hardly never, you ever never show saw up. Them. They would yeah. have an occasional like cameo, and that was Bugs it. would show up every once in a while, and that was yeah. it. Although I have a feeling the reason they're doing that is um, kids today don't know the Looney Tunes, so they need to introduce. Okay, why are these younger cartoon characters going to school talking to these older cartoon characters? Who are these people? They're, they're, this is where you can see the original Looney Tunes after Zaslav takes down all of the Looney Tunes oh, that cartoons. That too. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> and all the new Looney Tunes cartoons that they made that I've heard are actually pretty good. The the sitcom one was pretty good. Yeah. No, there's like full on like regular style. Looney like shorts? Tunes shorts. Oh, yeah. really? Interesting. On okay. HBO Max. Well, Max. I Max. don't know if they're still there. Oh, they're probably not there anymore. <laughs> and if they are, they're going to be gone soon. Um, but... Yeah, I just don't I just don't know about this one. Uh something about the even the theme song, something about the way it was done and the way they the couple of lyrics that were changed and this that and the other didn't seem right. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I will say I like the way it looks and I like the character designs, like the slight updates they've given them. Very slight updates. It looks yeah. It looks good. Yeah. It, oh, visual, it looks great. It visually looks great, but yeah. like you're right. Something about it feels a little weird. It feels off. It doesn't feel. Yeah, it's just. And and this off. was a major cartoon for me as a growing Same child. Here. Like I watched yeah. a lot of Tiny Toons. And it's also very important in the history of modern or television 90s animation. Ma- yeah. Television animation because it spun off Animaniacs. It spun off, you know, the creators, um, Paul Dini. That that's where he met Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim, thank you. And that's where Batman the Animated Series came from. It's where we got Freakazoid. It's where we got Pinky and the Brain. It's very important in the history of animation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll check it out. I'll check out the first episode or two. But I, some's yeah. just some's not clicking. And I will say, like, there. They're not as good as you remember either. No, they're like probably Tiny not. Tunes, they're, no, I've, they're probably I've not. I went back and I've watched a couple and they're... They're probably they're not, a little slow. Yeah, and they're not bad. I wouldn't say they're bad, but they're definitely not like... Like, you can still watch Animaniacs and get a kick out, a pretty solid laugh out of it. Sure. This, you'll get like a chuckle maybe. Sure. But you, if nothing else, Looney Tunes, it was how I discovered um, um, They Might Be Giants. Oh yeah, they they had the, the music video type, episode. The music video episode, yeah, yeah, which was great. But yeah, that's that's it for trailers for for now from uh, San Diego Comic Con. There might be a few more next uh, next uh, week, but uh, yeah, not a lot. But you know, some good stuff. You know, let's keep talking about trailers. There was a trailer for Wonka. <laughs> yeah, last week, and it is it's something starring Tim Chalamet, Timmy C. <laughs> It is, you know, (sighs) (laughs) it's so wild. It's so wild that this happened and like, this is how they're doing it. And this is what it looks like. I, I think Tim Chalamet thinks he's going to 11 with his performance, but he's actually at like a six (laughs) because he's not wacky enough. He's not a silly little guy. And Wonka's kind of a silly little guy. It's maybe, not right. Maybe this is how he became such a silly little guy. Ah, uh, mm, maybe, <laughs> but 
It's yeah. It's like Wonka was a was an orphan living on the street who loved chocolate and decided that he wanted to make a chocolate company, but had to get past Look the. Out, there's the chocolate cartel. The, the, the chocolate cartel and nebulous maybe Britain. <laughs> um. Also, and I hate this. Hugh Grant is all of the the Oompa Loompas. In the and he's in a jar. He's in a jar and he Which, does dances. Yeah, there's you can make some jokes about the jar. Uh huh. <laughs> sure can. Yeah, they also put just like they put Bowser in a jar in the Mario. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why Hugh Grant though? Why? I don't know what he's. I don't know what Hugh Grant's trying to prove. He's trying to. He must be trying to like resurrect his career or something because he was in Dungeons and Dragons. And while he was fine in it, there's no reason why that character had to be Hugh Grant. True. Although that character was a smarmy guy, yeah, and he, can, he can do smart. Absolutely, smarm. a guy he would play. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but there's there is no there is no reason why he yeah. is a Oompa Loompa. No. What happened to Deep Roy? Yeah. Is, is he still alive? Deep Roy's still around. I think he is. I hope he is. Yeah, he was the good like Oompa Loompa. That's probably the best part of that, the Tim Burton Willy <laughs> Wonka. Except for the songs. Didn't care yeah. for the songs. I I think people give that movie a harder time than it deserves. I don't think it's a great movie by any means, but it is a more accurate, like, ad- adaptation of the book. It is a more accurate, sure. I which, th- is so- which at least is something different. <laughs> I think the biggest issue with that movie is Johnny Depp's portrayal of Wonka. Yeah, God knows what he was trying to accomplish I don't know. with I, that yeah, role. He claim- I saw a documentary about it, or behind-the-scenes thing about it. He claims he was, like, trying to emulate a bad local children's show host. Oh, that didn't come across at all. No, not even a little bit. No. Um, like a public ass- access yeah, like children's show Koopa's host. Like a Koopa's cool cartoons. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that didn't come across. Yeah, cr- Krusty the Clown A Krusty style. the Clown, yeah. Uh, Which you have to be a little jaded to pull that off. Yeah. Like, and he was... He was he too seemed like he was channeling Michael Jackson. He was too Michael Jackson. I yeah. was just about ready to say he was Michael Jackson, like late late era Michael Jackson. Yeah. If they would have cast someone else, because they had the origins of Willy Wonka in that film, and it was a good, and it was a good, and it was, and it what there wasn't a lot to it, but there was enough, and it was interesting. Yeah, the the dentist thing is a great idea. It's a great, yeah, it was a great take on it, and. Yeah, I maybe I'm too too much of a uh, Tim Burton apologist. I don't know. <laughs> although, yeah, you might. I mean, although I, I, I have, I am definitely not a. I Tim hated Burton. his Alice in Wonderland, though. I turned that off. My opinion is Tim Burton hasn't done a good movie since Ed Wood. Did you watch Big Eyes? I did watch Big Eyes, and I thought it was just okay. Oh, I, th- I loved Big Eyes. I thought it was great. I thought it was just okay. Um. Because the movie that he did directly after Ed Wood was Mars Attacks, and Mars Attacks sucks on ice. Oh, I like Mars Attacks. I thought it's I again. I, I it was it, all flash, no substance. Well, yeah, that that's why I like it. It's dumb. It's dumb fun. But it's it could have been done so much better though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I I liked Wednesday a lot. But he didn't. Did he actually direct Wednesday? Yeah, or he, he directed okay, several well then, episodes. Okay, well, the, Wednesday was good. I'll I'll give you that. Wednesday was good. I was I thought he was just executive producer on that. 
Sure, but Wednesday does, was good. Does Jenna Ortega get most of the credit for Wednesday? One hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like maybe it was more her. <laughs> oh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Um, what was this last movie? What was Tim Burton's last movie? Was it one of the Alice in Wonderland spinoffs? No, there had to have been something before then. Okay, you look that up. I'm going to keep talking about stuff here. So, it's this just in breaking news. The Flash movie has officially lost uh, Warner Brothers $200 million. <laughs> Are we surprised? No. <laughs> oh, it was Dumbo. Oh, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, yeah, it looked like it did. Yeah, it was bad. I don't know. I keep trying to give Tim Burton a break. And his animated Frankenweenie wasn't bad. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Sweeney Todd rules. Sweeney Todd was all right. I, I, although I, I already like, I like Sweeney Todd conceptually before you even get sure. Tim Burton involved. Sure. I think, honestly, I think a lot of it for me is one, the, I don't know how to put it, but his, he takes the, his aesthetic. Sometimes he takes it a little bit too far. For me, it, for my it taste. is kind of like a lot. In it's kind of time. grating sometimes. It, it is. It's like a like eating too much of too much cake. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Sweeney Todd is definitely too much cake when it comes to Tim Burton production design. I agree, and I also think that he relies on the same actors a little too often. I I get I I, I like uh, um, Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah, Helena Bottom Carter I, is an is an amazing Mrs. Lovett. She's oh yeah she's she's a fine actress and, but I get tired of seeing her in every single one of his films. Yeah, uh, and Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp could have been anybody. He, he could have been, been anybody. anybody in that movie. Yeah, like, he didn't add anything to it. I don't. Think. I guess Sweeney Todd was one of uh, Alan Rickman's last films. Yeah, he's good in and it, and he's good in it. That's true. Okay, I I rescind my. He, Tim Burton hasn't made a good movie since. Sasha um, Baron Cohen is really good in uh, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, he is. That's true. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, last up here, we have just a couple of minutes. Do you want to talk about some of this limited run uh, video game stuff? Uh, yeah, limited run, the the company that reprints old video games and mm-hmm. gives physical releases. They to do fantastic ones. job. I actually have a Switch version of the old uh, Sega CD Night Trap. Night Trap. I bought their their Monkey Island anthology. Oh, nice! A huge nice. box with all the games. Well, of course, it's Monkey of, Island. Yeah, I had yeah, to have. Had There's to. no way I was had not going to gonna get it. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But they did like their own little E3 and announced just like a buttload of stuff. <laughs> and some of it is super wild. You wouldn't expect. Like, uh, yeah, they're re-releasing the 3DO. It's 3DO, right? I believe so. The 3DO classic plumbers don't wear ties. Uh huh. That. Um, which you the may game ask, itself sucks. Yeah, why would anyone want to play the glorified soft core slideshow that is plumbers that wear ties? Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it ha- includes a whole bunch of like making of features and interviews and commentary and like a ton of bonus features, which is really interesting because like the whole if you actually play it the whole time you'll be wondering how did this happen and why. Why and, did this happen? Yeah, why did this happen? Who let this happen? And I guess it'll probably explain that. <laughs> yeah, that that one would be, definitely be more for the behind the scenes than anything. Yeah, which they did another one, the uh, Karateka. 
the first game. I don't know if it's the first game, but it's a game by the guy that did Prince of Persia. Oh, yeah. They're doing a huge. I like, remember that. Sure. Behind the scenes game of that. That's a lot like, you know, that Atari collection that came out like mm-hmm. last year that gave you a whole bunch of behind the scenes information about Atari. Sure. It's kind of that approach, but to this one game. Interesting. So they're going to go deep into like the making of Karateka. They they found a bunch of prototypes at uh, Jordan Mechner, the guy that made its house. Oh, really? And oh, gonna wow. Be in there. There's a ton of interviews and design docs and oh, stuff. Oh, neat. It sounds really cool. And I hope they make more games that are like documentary games like that. That's a cool idea. That is a really neat idea. Clock Tower. That's yeah. a that was an old uh, Super Famicom yeah. game, right? Yep, and they're they're giving that a re-release. Uh, scissor Man coming back is going to cut you with his big scissors. First time in uh, North America officially. Yeah, I mean we got Clock Tower two and yeah. three and, and it four. Was, I was doing some reading about the original Clock Tower. It's it's a point and click esque game. Um, oh, that's it, a horror movie. It, it absolutely is point and click. Yeah. And it is based on uh, some Dario Argento. Uh, oh yeah, movies. it has definitely has those vibes. Yeah, in fact, there's one in particular. The name of the movie escapes uh, me currently, but it starred Jennifer, a young Jennifer Connelly, and it is almost one for one Clock Tower. Huh? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, that's like Phantasma or something like that. I something oh, like that. Phenomena. Phen- oh, phenomen- I think so. I think it's Phenomena. Do 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 do. I'll, I'll look it up. You talk about one of the other limited run things. Um, a Shantae game that was in development for the Game Boy Advance is actually they're going to finish it and release it. This was from way back in the day, like obviously because it was a Game Boy Advance game. They were trying to get another Shantae made uh, after the first one on Game Boy Color. And they didn't get it. They couldn't get a publisher and the files just sat there forever. And now that Shantae is popular enough to warrant it, they're mm-hmm. going to finish the Game Boy Advance game and release it. Oh, cool. So that's cool. You were correct. It is Phenomena. That's hard Phenom- to say. Yeah. It's Phenomena. Which Phenomena. We, we've watched that. And yeah. I don't know why I didn't pick up on it. Because <laughs> there's a lot of bugs. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of bugs in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's a weird one. Well, it is a weird Argento. one. Well, it's Argento. Sure. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Arzette Jewel of... Uh, Faramore. Faramore. This is a game that I wish I would have thought of because I would have made it. <laughs> it takes those old Zelda CDI games that everybody laughs those at. Those awful they're ones. Terrible, yeah. And like makes a game in that style. But I'm assuming probably good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Playable. It's, yeah. It's such a good idea. And like the animation is spot on. Like it hits that exactly the weird animation magic like style that yeah. the, the cdi games that have. is that is a style of game that i never thought we would see another one of because it's not good yeah i'm excited to see this formula done in a way that works yes like, can they make it work because that'll be cool yeah and last up uh gex remember gex yeah he's gex is back and not even in pog form they're they're doing a gex trilogy i guess i i you know what i have no memories of playing gex the only memories i have are of ads in comic books of that super spy james bond lizard (laughs) that's the only like that is all gex is in my brain i played a lot of gex as a child and uh I'll, i'll give this a shot sure 
I don't know how well his jokes are going to hold up in not at all 2023. (laughs) I wonder how many of them they're going to have to drop or change. Sure, sure. (laughs) Because we're in a very different (laughs) comedy landscape than we were in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, sure. Well, I don't know if Dana Gould is involved. He's the voice of Gex. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, well, have him take a break from uh, Dr. Z. Yeah. The the uh, uh, web series where he's uh, Dr. Zayas doing a talk show, <laughs> which is the spirit, I feel, is the spiritual successor to Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. I yeah, really do. definitely. Yeah. I mean, the Gex games were, they were like bad Mario 64, but at least they made you laugh while you were playing them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I just, I just, I don't know how they're going to hold up. I, I feel like, I feel like I, I'm sure he says some things that are not cool. I, without a doubt. Also, yeah. nobody wants to hear his his Austin Powers impression <laughs> in 2023, he, which he does a lot. I bet he does. Yeah, it was of of a time, definitely of a time. <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's go ahead and wrap things up here for the week. We have been listening. You, we have been here doing yeah, Nerd Overload. We've been talking it. You've been, been listening. You've been to listening it. to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. Uh, you can also find us on different social medias <laughs> such as Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. <laughs> You can email us at staffnerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. The number is 419-561-5556. Leave us a message and we might play it on the show. We will play it on the show. No fight about it. We will. We will play it on the show. Yeah, we don't vet things here. Uh, Tell us your favorite Gex quote. (laughs) Radio-friendly Gex quote. Got a... Yeah, preface that. Uh, you can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. Finally, I'd like to thank Parker for helping us out over at the Facebook page and David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. <laughs> Hopefully we won't be as rusty. <laughs> <laughs>